What's up, everybody? This is Jonathan Allen, uh, episode four of Seeing with Sound. Uh, tonight in studio, and I use that term very loosely since it's an office in a church building, I have the man, the myth, the legend, myth? Joshua Moyer. Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight, Josh? I'm good. All right, so I want to have some fun tonight. Let's. Um, I'm going to start off. First of all, let me give you a background on Josh. You don't have to. Not even a background, just a, a present day just thing. Just a back, a back rub. He sent me, um, today he sent me a, a rough copy of a song that he's been working on. You can't prove that. And Oh, I can. I can play it right now no. live. No, you can't. You don't have to do no, that. No, I can't actually play it because apparently I have a headphone jack and not a uh, an input. <laughs> so, but he sent me a song definitely goodness what genre would you call this like i don't know pop metal like yeah pop metal poppy metal so pop metal wannabe with no tattoos correct well, but you, know. you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do it's okay um but let me ask you some questions first of all how many zombies have you killed zombies have i killed none how many people have you killed <laughs> none why because thankfully the zombie apocalypse has not happened yet and we don't have to deal with that yet as in you believe it will happen oh are you kidding me totally it's going to happen i actually work with a lady whose daughter completely believes it's going to happen you know who this person is uh we won't use any names marlene smith on the podcast (laughs) but um shout out to marlene smith she doesn't listen so that's okay she Um, will after this yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, all it would take is, like, some, you know, some weaponized LSD, you know, mixed with, like, some bath salts, mixed with some other stuff, and just, like, release it on a populace. And, you know, I could see a zombie apocalypse happening. Well? <laughs> I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm just saying, you know. It's a good thing Trump is here to save us all. Hashtag not my president. Hey. Just kidding. Hey, it works just out. Just kidding, my just So, Josh, kidding. I uh, contacted you for the the podcast tonight and asked you is that to what pick this is? a song. I thought we were. I, you just said I was going to get free food. There's not even food here. <laughs> There's no food so, here. What song are we going over tonight? It's called "Sick Transit Gloria" by a band named Brand New, off of their Deja Entendu album. I probably pronounced that incorrectly. It's a really good song. Uh, I got some depth and. I don't know. I just, I really like it. I love the bass line. I love the words and I like everything about it. So, and what genre are they? This is be probably pop punk, emo, pop okay. punk, emo, very emo came out of the like early to mid 2000 emo scene. <clears throat> so, all right. Sounds good. Well, let's get right into the music. We'll uh, take a listen and we'll be back in a few minutes to talk about some thoughts. Dripping wet and clear at 
depressed, he'd headed straight for the stairs. No longer cool, but a boy in a stage. I'm prepared for a life full of lies and failing relationships. He keeps his hands in the air, swimming in the bowl. He's wet from head to toe, and his eyes give him the up in the dark. His stomach teams, and he thinks of throwing up. Uh -oh. The body on the bed that gets forward, and he starts growing. People are focused. The reason that I have to believe you are too hard to sell. Sick Transit Gloria. Oh, the feels. Right in the feels. All right, Josh. Let's just, uh, let's have you go first. Okay, what, so. What are, you, uh, what are you thinking with this song? Well, first so, of all, what do you like musically about it? Oh, my gosh. Well, what don't I like musically about it? It's angsty, and it's like the people are yelling, and the the whole premise of it is like, you know, this encounter, but he, he starts off, in, and the bass line it just makes me feel like a heartbeat just pounding, mm -hmm. you know, just like what's happening in, in the song. Yeah. And it's just, uh, I don't know. And then like the little chirpies on the guitar, little chirpy chirps as the bass line, like through the whole song, the bass line doesn't change that just boom, bump, 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 pounding. Now boom, real quick, boom, for boom, those of boom, you who boom, don't know music boom, theory boom. and you don't know what a chirpy chirp is on a guitar, I can't help you. Go ahead. Continue. It's where you're going. That's little sound that's happening there somewhere. <laughs> and then and then there's like a the part where someone is singing over top of other lyrics happening. It's definitely something that John has done in his writing of music. I think, okay, let's clarify. I think that's something we've tried to do. No, it's... I, well, I think it's been successfully written. 
Maybe not successfully not, executed. I'm not saying that it's been recorded. I'm just saying it's <laughs> it's definitely. Anyway, I just I, I, the first time I heard that song, I was just like, "What was that?" So I stopped and I looked at the lyrics, and I'm like reading through, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is so so heavy." So, do you want to get into the lyrics of it? Yeah, uh, real quick though, for the lyrical aspect, I want to give an idea that I was thinking about with this song. And um, I know it's it's talking about an encounter of sexual, yes, uh, sex people's at least the gentleman's first encounter. But I I feel that it's a complete metaphorical situation, Mm. and I feel especially with the lyrics how it's talking. um, And I know you'll touch on this. that I know you'd said with the, how it seems like the woman or the girl, whatever is forcing her position onto the, to the guy. And it's all about his not insecurities, but uncomfortableness or Mm -hmm. whatnot. I kind of feel like the woman in the song is society. Ooh. And that that young boy in the lyrics is really, the masses of people who are having sexual sexuality forced onto them in so many different outlets. By it's, our, our culture. Exactly. Yeah. yeah by, like by media and media is so easy <clears throat> to get a hold of these days. And, um, my goodness, we were listening to the song and there's pictures online on Facebook. Uh, go to Facebook at SWS pod and you can see even posted there while we're listening to the song, we were both on our cell phones just absorbing media mm. in in whatever form and then i mean that's media itself is neither good nor bad just the content is what you have to decide yeah. for yourself yeah but that's my thoughts on it and it's now was brand new ahead of their time or was the media pushing it down everyone's throat back then too well i did a little research on the song so before we get into like the metaphors and stuff let's just talk about what it is so it's obviously you know the thing that was you know preached not preached but like told to me and told to the people you know in my church and growing up is that you know as a man you're going to be the aggressor and you're going to be the one that's you know sexually motivated in a lot of situations so you have to be aware of that and you know girls watch out for that and so all these things and it's it's interesting to see the flip of that where she in this song is totally you know the aggressor and he probably you know he wanted this to happen you know it's the thing that I live for but now what's the lyric this used to be the reason I breathe but now it's choking me up so he definitely wanted this to happen but now that he's in the moment She's now the aggressor and she's forcing herself on him and it's it's something that happens and it's just an interesting yeah. flip on the story the the other side where you know he doesn't want this to happen. I also think there could be a couple different paradigms around and in this song that you know with my metaphor of society uh, pushing uh, sex on us, it could also be the uh, the exact opposite of the individual pushing that type of fantasy on themselves. And then especially with that lyric, you said uh, it used to be something I breathed for or lived for. And now it's choking me up or choking me out. I think that it used people, to be the reason I breathe, but now it's choking me up. Yes. 
Very so cool. very cool. I think especially with that lyric, it could be when we're young and we're dumb and that's all we think about. And then it just ruins our lives. And that's, if you guys couldn't understand the screaming part, the, the scream said, die young and save yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think, especially, I don't know what their journey personally was when they wrote this. Um, but even if it's something where it's, it spiraled and they couldn't even get out of that habit of whatever they were doing. Um, but I, so I think it could be something that we do to ourselves, mm. but I, I don't know. I'm still sticking with the theory of it's like media on us. So that's just me. Yeah, so, I, and like I said, that's, that's neither here nor there. It's here. It is the fever, the focus, the reason that I, the reasons that I had to believe you weren't too hard to sell. Die young and save yourself. The tickle, the taste of it used to be the reason I breathed, but now it's choking me up. Die young and save yourself. Maybe it's also, you know, it could also be like uh, a lesson, like a um, a warning to not prioritize sex. I know. So as like a Christian, I definitely did the whole, I'm going to wait till I get married to have sex thing. Mm-hmm. And I put it on a pedestal and I, you know, dreamt about it and look forward to it to, looked forward to it so much. And then, you know, when the day actually came, it was great and all, but it's like, it, it was on a pedestal for me. And this yeah. isn't a knock on my wife or my, you know, my sex life at all, but it's that, you know, you idolize, that's what it really is. It can become an idol. And so that definitely, I feel like that's something that plays into this song as well. <clears throat> There's also a line in the song that says, up the stairs, the station where the act becomes the art of growing up. Mm-hmm. Which is another lie from society. Exactly. I like... Sex is not a rite of passage to manhood. Yep. Responsibility is a rite of passage to manhood. And especially... Even that, you could take that a couple different ways too. A station, is it... Now, is that like a proverbial station where it's a computer? Is it an actual person? Is it... Who knows? It's... But there's so many ways you can go with this. Uh, this song, my word, when when was it recorded? Do you remember the year? 2000-something. 2000... Hang on. Hang on. Two, I want to guess. I want to say 2004 or 5. 2004 or 5. Okay, so you have a pop-punk band. Yes, 2003. 2003. Even earlier. So Emo, not pop-punk. Come on, emo band. Now, this is pop-punk core something it's definitely yelling involved so yeah so we'll, say, we'll say emo core is that does that work for you emo core sure okay whatever genre it is um i remember when we were talking about this jennery jennery yes <laughs> i remember when we were talking before just the and you said it earlier just the depth that they're getting from lyrics when you you wouldn't i don't i don't expect that from a lot of, i mean you look at if you want to look at emo bands, I guess. Actually, okay. I, so I take that back. I mean, emo, yes. <laughs> I would say this is more. Pop punk bands, no. Okay. Yeah, so you're the, not going to get depth the, from Blink. The Good Charlottes, the Blinks, the you know Green Days. Hey, hey, the, hey, 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 hey. Do not bust on Good Charlotte. I'm not busting on anybody. Me, neither am I. No, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I mean, they, they're not, you know, they're not wordy, depth filled, you know, lyricists. But 
the emo bands I feel like were because they were the ones that were all filled with angst. So getting into into depth and the lyrical genius parameter, this comes into what I wanted to talk about. So I did a little research and a lot of people online on the interwebs think that the song is not about sex and not about growing up and not about any of that, but it's all a metaphor for the band signing with a record label and becoming big. Wow. So, okay. He, that it's, I believe it's a a well-documented fact, alternative fact, no, a well-documented fact that they, you know, were not trying to become big. They weren't one of those bands that was like, let's make music and then make a bunch of money and just sit on a fat pile of cash and, and live yeah. easy. They were definitely like a, a small band from, I think, Staten Island or New York or somewhere that just, you know, came up and I guess probably got discovered and one day, boom, they're huge. So they, the, the theory is that he knew that this, that they were good enough, that they were going to become big and the album he knew was going to explode. So this is like a cautionary tale to everybody else, you know, being choked by what it's like being signed to a major record record label and all of that that goes along with it. But do you she, think that those, uh, those lyrics then are kind of uh, not counterintuitive, what, what's the word, um, contradicting? It used to be the, the reason I breathed. And now it's choking me up. The the concept so of he didn't want to get big. The concept think? of becoming a band, and be and making music. Okay, so the making music part, and now the, the reason I breathe, part but now the business is coming up. in and okay. choking it up. But I the whole that. the whole like, she is the music industry, and he is the band. Yes. Hmm. Well, I know, especially with uh, Christian Christian music, CCM. The uh, in the pitch rooms for the bands and the executives, the executives tell the bands to write for an 18 to 35 year old soccer mom named Becky. Really? Yes. So anything you listen to on the radio, that's who they're supposed to be targeting is a single soccer mom, 18 to 35, and they call her Becky. So, and I know that, um, uh, I go back to Emery for a lot of things, but mm-hmm. but maybe someday not, well, we'll, not necessarily Emery. We'll so like Matt and Toby did their Matt and Toby record, yeah, and they went into a boardroom. John and Josh album pending. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they went into a boardroom and they were told to write for Becky, and they were like, "No, I we can't we can't do that." So there's a lot of and. It, it's ridiculous for the music industry and I think what we all have to realize at the end of the day is it is an industry it's a business so the thing that really sells me on this theory is so the the chorus goes the fever the focus the reason that I had the reasons that I had to believe you weren't too hard to sell die young and save yourself the tickle the taste of it used to be the reason I, I breathed but now it's choking me up die young and save yourself and then the very last time the chorus changes to the people the focus the reasons that I had to believe you weren't too hard to sell die young and save yourself they take all the taste out it used to be the reason we're even now it's choking me up and he changes the the pronoun to they, yeah. which is more than just one singular person. Exactly. <clears throat> and they take all the delicious taste of being a musician and enjoying that. 
they take it the all. The actual out. joy of the music. Of the music, exactly. Yep. When you have to write for Becky. Yeah. You have to write for Well, I don't know about them. No. Who knows know who them, knows who they write there's for? There's a demographic somewhere that they're Oh, absolutely. For. Every everybody has a demographic. Well, I mean, guys, what do you think? Uh you can hit me up on Facebook at SWS Pod. Uh, again on Facebook at SWS Pod. This is just the start of a conversation that could happen. So find us. Um Josh, I'll have I'll get him to answer questions as well. Nope. If you guys have any questions Not out happening. there. I'm out. Um yeah, this has been a good talk. Like I said, it's we're not going to get too, too in-depth. We're, no, we're definitely not going to come up with any cut-and-dry answers for anything. That's for sure. This is all just thoughts. Yes. We're all just talking, and that's what this is about. Conversation, healthy conversation. Um, so that said, I hate Josh, and I Man, can't I wait for this podcast to be over. Jeez. And, uh, Jeez. But I love him like a brother. All right, well, I can't wait to be back on sometime. And Absolutely. Maybe this will be the, the JJ show. John and Josh The JJ show Actually we have the same exact initials J-A-M-J-A-M This is true This is true I wanted to make like a sweet jam band back in the day And call us Jam Jam But John vetoed that so I I sure did On so many levels The jam band The initials The everything Well hey I wanted to have a jam band with your brother on uh, trumpet But that didn't work out (laughs) uh, Shout out to Phil We we can't trust any drummers So (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to head out here. You guys have a great day, night, evening, afternoon, sleep time, whenever you decide to listen to this, because this is media, and you can consume it whenever you want. No, 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 no. Taste it. All right, guys, have a good night.